Peace, 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 and welcome to the Origins of Om podcast. I'm your host, Omaya, and I am so excited about season two as we kick it off with my girl, my best friend, Josie Smith, who is also going to be my co-host for the season. We have some really wonderful unfolding topics that we want to share with the listeners and get more people involved in in understanding the dynamics of life and friendship and family and truth. Let's get into it. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, Josie. Hello. 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 Oh, I love this name that's on here. Kill her. I know. <laughs> I like that. I was, well, let me not say it, but I was going to buy the donate domain for it, but somebody already has it. So I was trying to think of another way to spell it, but you can't really spell it differently. I oh, guess. yeah. Let me tell you, these corporations, they know how it goes. And, and language in general, all you change is the vowels. If you could change up the vowels, um, then you can, you know, make it sound the same or, it's just you know so many ways. Even if you look, um, even if you look at it and playing with Latin or Aramaic, like Hebrew, mm-hmm. um, different ways that you can you can you can pronounce that name or that word mm-hmm. um, to mean the sa- you know the same thing. Maybe even more powerful if you use like Hebrew or Latin. Yeah, huh. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look that up. Thanks, yeah. girl. You're welcome, darling. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Um, I love when we get on this podcast. It was funny because I thought about like, man, when I was doing it by myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was fun too. It needed to be done. Um, and th- those things needed to be expressed at that time. Uh, but it feels good to really have someone to dialect with back and forth, especially somebody that, you know, I share um this you know the same point of views and if not more to learn from you know oh yes well thank you for having me i enjoyed it it's our little tea time (laughs) right Mm -hmm. exactly we were talking earlier i remember and you mentioned about your experience um with the unknown Mm -hmm. and i really love this topic because This is very big for a lot of people in the world that are experiencing the unknown right now, right? What was that like for you growing up with with the unknown, experiencing life in the unknown? Mm, um, I experienced in life in the unknown growing up. Well, growing up, there wasn't too many things that was unknown. when you ask that question, the first person I think about is my mom. And my mm-hmm. mom was very structured. You know what I mean? Like, my mom would wake up at, like, 4 5 in the morning, cook, <laughs> like, cook <laughs> dinner for the day, clean the house, get everybody ready. Like, and then we came, it was like a machine. So, mm-hmm. there really wasn't a space from the unknown because it was just, like everything kind of had to be calculated. But then mm-hmm. there were things that kind of happened that was out of our control. I mean, I mean, from a kid's point of view, I'm, I'm sure there was 
I mean, from an adult's point of view, as a kid, I didn't see it as, you know, I didn't see certain things, but I know there was things that came up that can be out of your own control, but it was kind of like less control as much as we can. So for me, the unknown was not very comfortable. And like I was telling you, it wasn't till this year where I really was like, I have control issues. I have to let this go. This is not good for me. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not in control. As much as I try to think I'm in control or try to, I want to say manipulate, um, it only harms me. And this year was really an awakening to really see, like, girl, like, you stuck in your head. You're creating pain in your body because you're a you're dis-ease, you're not at ease, mm-hmm. and you have to release this. So um, this year was definitely a great lesson for me of dealing with the unknown because it was, it's definitely not a place where I naturally um, can thrive in. Like, it just, I was just like, I have to know, I have to know. So, yeah. And what did that, what did that look like uh, for you like as far as how you organize your life, like you know, it's like you had to know everything at every step, right? Well, I don't. I wouldn't say I have a Type A personality. I'm definitely not Go. Type A, okay. but I do. So I always look at like my my signs, like my natal chart. So I'm a I'm a Sun <laughs> Libra who wants to just relax and enjoy beauty and leisure and fun and opulence and all of that. Uh, And then there's a business side of Libra too. But Mm -hmm. then I have that Aries moon, that that Libra and that Aries moon is always kind of battling each other and then the Scorpio rising. Mm -hmm. So I I have like this wanderlust spirit of I just want to go and be free. And then there's this, wait a minute, wait a minute, bitch. You know, I like to say that's <laughs> like, what do we go do? What actions are you going to take? What's the next thing? Like how we can make this work. So mm-hmm. I always battled in those two worlds. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. this, this yogi side and then there's this business side. So for me, it was um, kind of like, all right, I'm going to create. What do I want to manifest? Like get my vision board, all of these things. Like, this is what I desire. This is what I want. And then I would kind of work backwards. Like, okay, if so what's that? What would I like when I created that I wanted to move to Denver? Okay, it's just like, okay, you have this idea that you want to move to Colorado. All right, what's the next step? Who do you know in Colorado? Okay, what's the next step? What are you going to do? So that's kind of how I would plan things out. Like it wouldn't always make sense. It was kind of unorthodox. A lot of the things I have done, um, but there was kind of an element of control of like, okay, I, I, I see what I want. I see my desires. Okay. How am I going to get there? Um, and that's kind of how it will work out for me, but I wouldn't say I'm very type A. I'm not, I guess I could, can be in certain things, but, um, yeah. Not to that extent, not no. not to where, yeah, not to where it's making other people uncomfortable <laughs> working with you. Right. You got a schedule, you got, you know, your checkoff list. And it's just like, we have to be here at this time and this time and this time. Now, there is a certain component, like element of me like that, especially like in business and how I operate like that. It, I can become like that. 
Um, and in those certain areas, it's necessary, right? Like that masculine side is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just kind of leaning more into that feminine energy and being more in alignment. I think we talked about that too. Like really, if you're in alignment, you kind of just know like the next step. Okay, God, what's that next thing? Like, what's the next thing? And I'm kind of learning like, this is confirmation because I just watched this guy talk about that, about how, you know, sometimes God doesn't give you the full, not sometimes, a lot of times. It's not the full picture, right? Like, it's just like, okay, I don't, I don't, what's the next thing to do or how am I going to get there? Yeah. I've learned to just like, okay, now what's the next step? You know, like, yeah, it could be just make this call. Okay, and then what's the next step? Go clean up your room. So I'm kind of living my life from that <laughs> day state. to day, moment yeah, to moment. Yeah, instead of like, what is 2023 going to look like? What am I going to do? And all that. Like, it's like, girl, shit, you don't know. Somebody can die right now and it completely alters your reality. Like, yeah. So. Like, it's, uh, it's, and, and I want to get into Scorpio rising in a little bit because mm-hmm. you haven't mentioned that. And that's a, that is a product of the transformation and mm-hmm. the, the, the death, the death of you, you know, yeah. always, always renewing, allowing yourself to be renewed and transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I get into that, I wanted to, something came up when you were talking and I was like, Ooh, you remember that list that you had about like how you wanted the type of relationship you wanted. Which one should I make? So many? <laughs> well, the one you share with me was the one. The one um, on the dry erase board. No, uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. you had a you had one where it was like I think it was like sixty things that you wanted in a man, and mm-hmm. I think we'll we'll go into that. But so the reason I brought it up is because so many women today. Mm-hmm. You know, they live their life with uh, fear of, you know, getting their feelings hurt, dating these guys that were not were out of their their morals and um, and taking risks with their with their hearts. And now they have done a lot of like personal work, but then they still have this set of stipulations and ideal of a kind of man that they want. And that's not it's not really idealistic right mm-hmm. um you remember the list though i'm talking about right <laughs> uh probably i mean i've done uh, i i get where you're going with it i've done so many so many lists throughout the years i mean the most recent was the dry erase board one but i think you're probably talking about some years ago like what year you think yeah was? this was i would say yeah you were you were young um, oh, okay. During your twenties, and okay. <laughs> I, I want to say like twenty, because you really didn't start because the Libra in you really wasn't opening up and sharing much until like after twenty five. That's when you mm. really started like sharing your life with me and telling me certain things, and like you know, it mm. was just kind of like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't know it was this broad, you know? Right, right, right. Um. I wanted you to touch on that because, uh-huh. you know, a lot of times people think this is this is what it is. You know, a vision board, this, that and the other. This works. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that time changes, you know, things change when you mm-hmm. when too many people are doing the same thing. 
yeah it it dilutes the power of it you know if you're following the conscious community you know everybody's doing what everybody's doing and you know you're back in that bucket again of craps You know, you're not doing your own thing and making it magical and making it amazing. So So I have, as far as love and relationships, Mm -hmm. yeah, I started out, you know, you follow those things, make a list of the things that you want. You want Mm -hmm. them to probably in my very young age, you know, is the way he looks and then what he does and all of this. And then, you know, all of those those qualities and then as you go through life and have certain experiences like okay all right let me switch this up a little bit because I remember that I had a list pre um, my mom's death right like there was like I had a list of things that I wanted in my lover in my relationship mm-hmm. before my mom passed away and then when my mom passed away this huge loss right I mm-hmm. remember I was like God I need someone who can emotionally support me because nobody if you've never experienced a loss that close yeah um then you really you know people will say things like you know it'll get better are you like just shit that you know people they mean well right but yeah it's like they're trying to say the right thing when something like that happens, especially if somebody has never had that experience. So I know yeah. it meant well, but it was some, it was guys that I dated around that time that was just like, I remember one guy was like, um, when my mom passed away, we were dating and he was like, well, have your daddy started dating again? And oh, what? That, that shit was like, uh, like so somebody insensitive. Took, girl took a knife and just stabbed me in my chest. I was just like, how could you be so fucking like you know what I'm saying like what's wrong with you who says that yeah you know so I'm just like fuck that like I'm like from his wherever he was from his level understanding he thought that was the right thing to fucking say I guess but I just my list changed at that point I'm like God I want somebody that can um emotionally support me or understand you know like you may have never experienced that thing but Mm -hmm. just a gentleness and how um to care for me during this time of my life so it it did shift and change and then once I got older and I started learning more about energy I learned that it's not about the physical characteristics or he needs to have this job he needs to make this kind of money I want him to be chocolate six six all this bullshit whatever (laughs) that we may say and then it was just like okay how do I want to feel with this person I want to feel love I want to feel taken care of I want to feel seen acknowledged precious like you know I want laughter I want joy and then I learned to like get in that vibration of how I want to feel mm-hmm. around my person and then I had that list so that was that was the more recent list and then okay. um you know you call what you call Amore your beloved then my <laughs> beloved shows up and like he's Oh, like he, he is the list. He really is the list. The way I feel certain things, you know, um, in his presence. And there's also, so now you get the list, but then people get it misconstrued with relationships. You think like, oh, you know, your Prince Charming is just going to come sweep you away and it's going to be a fairy tale of love and flowers and all, all that shit is great. Right. (laughs) Yeah. that is amazing I love being in a relationship I love having a person and your relationship 
becomes your biggest mirror and your biggest triggers hmm. because it is a call to your elevation. Like yeah. that person is going to show you places of you that it's just like, ooh, bitch, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> like, whoa. Wow. You know, you're wow. really a bitch. Like, did I say that? <laughs> yeah. You know, did I do that? And and I think it's such a challenge with relationships and marriages and divorce because it's like who's willing to stay in that ring? You know, who's willing to really see yourself? Like, yeah, he did this, but what, say that. What, what, you know, what What did you do? What did you say? I learned my mouth was, oh, rampant. Like, my, I had, like, I got a mouth. And I'm just like, damn, I, I and an anger problem. Like, I didn't yeah. know that was there. I've never related to myself in that way. People, I've never known people to see me in that way. But because of who he is, for me and my life, like, he exposes those things. Yeah, and I didn't like it at first. Like I, I want you. I ran a lot. I'm like, mm -mm -mm -mm. and now I've learned that that's that's the day, that's what it's about. Like, of course, this 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 person, this mirror, this gift is going to challenge those areas that you want to be revealed, so you can transform and change yourself. Like yeah. you would not know that you're dealing with these things until they're exposed, until you're put in that position to be like, God damn, I got some issues. And yeah. a lot of that was exposed inside of my relationship. And now I just look at it as being so beautiful because it's just like, I'm, I'm growing, man. I'm healing. Like, oh, girl, you're doing the work. Yeah. Ooh, this, is, this is challenging. But like to just now be in that sweet spot of like, we know how to deal with each other now. And it's just like, oh, you're triggering me, nigga. Okay. You triggering me, but I understand it's me. And I don't yeah. like what it feels like. I don't like what you're saying, but this is me. Like, yeah. I'm in this experience. So it's a beautiful um, dance of, like, healing. Mm. Like, he's my little healing buddy, you know? So Now you're talking when you say yeah. dance. You hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I say it's no fight. And it's a beautiful waltz. It's the Shakti Shiva dance when you mm -hmm. really come to realize who you are. Right. Like it's, uh, it's this, um, it's, and it's, it's funny because even when my, my first time I did a lot of my manifestations through thought, I hated writing stuff down. I just feel mm -hmm. like it's just, it just, it's a lot and it never really showed up the way that I wrote it down. And even, right. even because it was like, God always had a, 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 a higher plan for me. Yeah, yeah. My higher self was like, no, that's not what you came here for. Like we're not bullshitting around. Like my life has literally always been, you're not going to be bullshitting around. You're going to bullshit around. You're going to get hurt and you're going to get stuck. And so mm -hmm. we want to keep pulling you out of that. And that's part of my, um, I have, uh, you know, the, the, the Aquarius, the two planets of Saturn and Uranus. So it's mm -hmm. this lower self or not. And that's not a negative or bad thing. It was mm -hmm. not a bad thing, but it's just this aspect of myself that's always having to, you know, be, be transformed, be, be, be pulled out of stubbornness, you know? And, yeah. um, and the Uranus of heaven and, and bliss and joy that, that, that true self of me that wants to live, but I, my rebellious aspects in this, in this, this stubborn negative, you know, way of how I like to thrive um, was in the, was getting in my way. Mm. And 
I remember, like you mentioned about, you know, when you're manifesting, my manifestation was, you know, about the look and I got the look but it mm-hmm. wasn't the emotional support that was needed. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I would play around with different types of guys that I would want to date. So I'll be like, you know what? I want to date a guy that's, that's in music. So then I'll meet a guy who does music and thinking that's something that I wanted. And that wasn't it. Or I want a guy who has, you know, money and a nice car, you know, well-established and all this. And then I get around that. And I'm always observed. I always felt like I was observing myself through the whole experience where it was never quite my, my comfortable self. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was either too, you know, uh, like I was always blocking an aspect of myself to fit in with the environment, with the man that I was with. And mm-hmm. the major turnoff was a lot of men who would be like, Oh, come on, we're adults, you know, we're, we're grown, you know, you know, learn to sit pretty and, you know, just, just, you know, don't say anything, just sit pretty. And I, that bothered me because for one, as adults, I would always say, well, you know, we make the dumbest mistakes anyway. So why, why talk like that as if you're this child feeling free and excited? Cause now you have the freedom to choose your life and you're choosing poorly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I got to where, when you meet your beloved, when you meet your, your, your piece of that puzzle, it's funny because it does trigger you. It brings up like, even with me doing the healing work, you know, staying single for five years before meeting him. And then even though I kind of dated in between, um, you know, I, I didn't entertain too many fools, but it was just enough to be like, okay, when I met this man, all of those insecurities that my ex revealed to me were showing up in my present. And it was because I had met this free spirit man, you know, that was a reflection of me. And I was like, God dang, I'm scared myself. You know what I mean? Like, I was afraid that, you know, oh my God, I could lose this, you know? And it was weird that those thoughts were coming in because it was like, that's not how you move. Like, girl, you, you the one that be like next, right? you know, on to the next. Anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not attached to anyone. I'm not, you know, emotionally, you know, connected like that. And then it was those moments of him speaking truth about something. And like you mentioned, you know, you being triggered, it was like, this this vicious bitch came out mm-hmm. you know and it scared me because it was it was to those extremes where I could hear my higher self like you need to calm down because you're about to you're about to ruin a good thing mm-hmm. you're about to say the wrong thing that's mm-hmm. gonna really that's gonna really affect your relationship moving forward be careful right. because especially dealing with Scorpio when you're, when you're dealing with a Scorpio, just as I feel like I'm a mirror of him, you know, Scorpios will take notes and stuff like that. Oh, okay. That's how you want to show up. All right. And you know, they know how to back jab you later. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so for sure. Going into your rising in Scorpio, this is your, your highest form of order and balance. And it's funny because uh, I always say that, you know, you're the, Amori is like the female version of my best friend, which is you. 
mm-hmm. and that reflection of how he is in his highest highest form as a Scorpio. He's done all this work. He's done a lot of this work, you know. So I get to look at it and go, oh wow, he is he is at that level I'm at that I feel no one really can sit and have a whole conversation with me and articulate the way that I think and see the world, you know, like he can. Mm -hmm. What about your Scorpio rising? Mm, Yeah, my Scorpio rising is constant death and rebirth, right? Like even 2022 was a a death and a rebirth for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am constantly like, and doing this kind of work, right? Because there's mm-hmm. that witchy side of me that I just attribute to. That's my Scorpio rising. Like, you know, the stuff that I'm into or what I read about or, you know, like what I, what are the fuck I really care about. Like, that's like all my Scorpio <laughs> rising. Like, people be like, I didn't even know you was into that. Yeah, it's my Scorpio. Um, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of that a lot of that um, emotion like my my spiritual gifts my psyche gifts is that emotional scorpio water energy like i feel things like i feel it in my body i can feel people's energy like all of that so just really um becoming a friend to to that part of me is what and really just embodying like um I actually didn't identify more with my Scorpio mm-hmm. right, than like that part of me. Um, Cause I feel it is more of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the Libra is kind of like what you see, like if probably you see me, you'll probably be like, Oh, okay. Libra. I get that. Like when he talks to me, it's just like, Oh, I can see the Scorpio. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Like having sure. that whole like dialogue, that councilman in your mind, you have a mm-hmm. whole platform of, of councilmen that speak to you. So you deal with a lot of your, your issues internally mm-hmm. and you don't really talk about it as much. You, you do, you're learning to do that now, but mm-hmm. in, you know, at first it was like, I got this, I'll handle it. And <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then just, you know, that airy aspect of you that is always trying to, uh, grabs the whole grasps grasp a hold of something, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's just not enough. It's never enough to to satisfy. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. That is true. And you said Saturn and Uranus. Saturn for those long hard lessons in Uranus for unexpected like yep. stuff happening. I yeah. can see that for you. <laughs> My life. I, you know, I like to, it's funny when, when me and, when me and Davina were doing, well, me, you, Davina, when I was doing y'all, um, y'all numerology that time mm-hmm. and how you shared a soul path with Amari, the 33 and six, mm-hmm. um, and me and Davina shared 11 and two. So mm-hmm. we're like all about leadership, you know, um, we're all about, you know, just, going through life we the 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 beauty and the truth of it is i have the power to make manifest whatever i want as far as i can say it it doesn't have to look that way it doesn't have to be a a suffering journey for me it doesn't have to be this way i always got to make sure i'm a step ahead though and that means like staying disciplined with my 
you know, morning practices, really like becoming that ascended master that yeah. I'm here to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying that because it sounds good. That is literally in my charts. That's in my, my, my numbers and my cards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I look at myself and I go, you remember when I was in, when we were in Colorado together and I was like, should I be more softer? Like, should I be all like, you know, namaste. And, you know, you were like, no, because no one would ever relate to you. Like it, <laughs> you would come off fake. Right. And, and so, you know, <laughs> I mean, namaste. I'm always playing Tibetan music just to sound like I'm in a higher conscious state, you know, <laughs> I can't relate to my, my peoples I grew up with, you know, right. I grew up in fucking South side, South park of Houston. Like, that's my, that's, you know, my real origins of where I really became, like, like, understanding my true self. I mean, you're talking, you know, the first six years in a, in a community of, of being around a lot of, um, you know, whites and Hispanics and a few blacks. So we called it Blacksicans. They were like <laughs> black, white, and Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And that's where my uh, dialect comes from, the articulating dialect. My mother is like that, too, um, which a lot of people translate as, "Oh, you talk white, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I moved, you know, at the age of seven. Hello, seven, because uh, my birthday is February the 7th. And mm-hmm. when you add up my my day, uh, I'm sorry, you add up my month, my day and the year, that is the number seven. So it's oh. so powerful. Uh-huh. It's a very powerful, the life path of seven. Um, waking up to like, oh, I'm in this all melanated community. And I just didn't feel like I blended in. Mm-hmm. Um, I never felt like I blended in in any community. But in particular, this, because we look the same, but we don't think the same. We don't talk the same. Um, we don't a- operate the same way. Mm-hmm. And so as I've gotten older, I'm just so grateful to have gone through that because I'm able to relate to, you know, my tribe, my people. Yeah. Um, but also have this, this broader perspective of understanding myself outside of what my environment looked like. Right. Never really being attached to my environment and falling into the temptations of the environment where I felt like I needed to fit in, you know? Right. Um, and so with Saturn and Uranus, understanding the, the dynamics of my, my life, um, it wasn't really until 2020, <laughs> right? that I started looking into it deeper and going, okay, you have to be, you have to set the tone. There's a, there's a period in my life when I was looking at my pinnacles and, and that's something I'll, you know, go and dive into a little deeper another time. But with my pinnacles being five, zero five, I'm in a time now before I hit age 48, where I'm back in number five again, um, I'm in a time of zero where I can make manifest my life however I want it to look. And I get to choose literally how I 
let that play out for me. And one of the, one of the things my life has never been interested in is money. And, um, and the reason being is now understanding the, the facade behind money and what that looks like, what money can do to you mentally and emotionally, because it is a, a form of a currency, but it's a dead currency. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, it's been, Know when you study, um, you know, contract law, trust law and all this understanding, even through um, through history, how this came about being that our gold was taken from us, our wealth, our inheritance was taken away from us. Yet I was watching a documentary the other day with. um with my beloved uh, about, what was it, Solomon Sir Jones. Mm-hmm. And he was a filmmaker. Um, also, um, he, I wouldn't say free man, but he was, ab, you know, Aboriginal of the land um, who was connected to the tribe of the Muskogees. Uh, and that's back in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you do a lot of your ancestry, you find out like more down south is where our people resided anyway. Um, and what blew my mind was when they say like keeping up with the Joneses, um, the wealth that our families had in the land from oil to, you know, cornfields, uh you know, growing wheat, all this stuff. Like we were so connected to the land that we did business with the Europeans and they would come and buy, you know, purchase oil from us or purchase food or, you know, bakeries and stuff like that. Like we had our own thing. Mm -hmm. And looking at our lives today, it's funny that we talk about going back to something. I want to go back to that. We need to go back to that. We We need to go back to doing that again, right? But we're only in the now time. Right. And in the here and the now, we've already done that shit. Our focus is to get the fuck out of this whole, you know, Maya and illusion that we've built ourselves and allow our, um, I hate to say children, but like our, our, our younger brothers and sisters take mm-hmm. over and, and, you know, have a way with it. Right. Right. It's almost like when you're when you're a parent, when you're when you become a parent, you play the parent role. You know, there's a time where you're building and you're creating, you're building the trust, the estate for the family, the the whole life insurance and, you know, creating your own bank. And then you get your land and then you build there. Um, There comes a time where you now retire from that and your children take over. Mm -hmm. So your work is in the spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's more so in the spirit because now you're older, you're able to really tune in and you've already lived life. You've already done that. And I feel like we experience that now in our thirties versus our parents who were, you know, playing in that in their fifties and sixties. Mm. Um, or, or, or they were tuned in in the thirties, but they kind of lost their way because they were forced to have to work right during yeah recession we were never let me say this we were never affected by the great depression in the 1920s Mm -hmm. never 
when you talk about uh, Black Wall Street and all that, they only they only talk about Black Wall Street, but they never talk about the Muscogee, uh, uh, Oklahoma tribe that was uh, Indian tribe that was um, under the Cherokee tribe, and these people who were had uh, they had their own school, they had their own. Uh, community their own military they had i mean like you know they had everything well established they were Mm -hmm. untouched and so you wonder like what happened to them you know what did they do you know what's going on you know what it was think about it if you're living in this realm this is the game right Mm -hmm. don't interrupt the game by waking up and waking other people up because then we got to then we got to remove you out of the, the 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 game because you're you're ruining the whole fun of it, the ignorance behind it. Hmm. But now it's not now the time is is to do so because we're in the age of Aquarius, and a lot of that foolishness is like now everyone's choosing. You see how evil has become good and good has become evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you you know if you're if you're going around you know, mentioning anything about, you know, LBGT or, you know, anything black, which is uh, a misnomer um, and, it, and it means dead or negative, then, you know, these people are coming at you with pitchforks and, and, and fire. And it reminds me of the game I wanted to create when I was going to the Art Institute. And I was going to create a game through the interactive media design program called Life. And it was going to be a religious one where if you didn't go to church or you didn't know the word or something like that in my video game, uh, people were coming at you with pitchforks and fire and they were going to destroy you and your home. And it was funny. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, it's, you think that your thoughts are something creative and new and nothing is new under the sun. You're just, you're, you're, it's like a recycle mm-hmm. of something and nothing is new. It's a recycle of the same thing. And as we get older, we see how these generations are just taking everything and resampling everything all over again. And it's sounding like trash now because nothing is original or coming from the heavens. No one's in tune with their higher self to create something outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. Once you get past even the astrological charts that really just articulate your ego um you become the one or the 13th sign right of what is it uh uh, what is the name Uh, oculus what is let me see hold on um and while I'm while I'm looking at it, because I'm trying to remember the name of it. This is this is the representation of the Christ mm-hmm. and tearing away at the tearing away at the serpent, splitting the serpent apart, which is a representation of, you know, the serpent chasing his tail or eating his tail, going through those cycles of life constantly going through the same things over and over in different forms. Oh, it's uh, Ophetius. Okay. Ophetius. And everybody has a different interpretation of 
oh, it's in the month of March and it's in the month of this and September, you know, it's a Sagittarius, but it's also Aries, you know, at the end of the day, this is the representation of the Christ, which is no longer being bound by the 12 disciples or the 12 zodiacs. Um, and what happens is all these characteristics that you hold to identify as yourself, you no longer relate to, you're no longer the body, you're no longer the mind. You're able to heal your body just through your thoughts alone. Like you realize that your mind has penetrated a body or some, sorry, your consciousness has penetrated a body. So when you think about subconscious or superconscious of the God mind, you and the, and the father become one as you ascend. And so you're perceiving this body that you're in and you see how it's animated through your thoughts or through your environment, how you're forced to perform. But when you know who you are, um, then you don't speak as I, I, me, 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 me. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go through this door versus this body is coming, you know, through the door, you know, you start speaking a little differently. You start really seeing yourself in a different light. And it's important to practice these habits because Right now, what people don't realize they're doing is they're speaking all these spells and curses on themselves, and then they think it doesn't matter. But then they wonder why their life and situations aren't evolving out of the same conditions because they keep allowing themselves to play dumb. Like they, the, the truth is, is everybody wants to just do whatever the fuck they want to do, and they're forgetting the, the mission that they are, the agreement or the contract that they have with God, right? Mm. That's good. So it's like so when you look. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say, what are we do? What are you really doing here? Go ahead. No. So when you look at it like that, the contract you have with God, which is so great. I mean, it hits on several different things that we just bring it back around. So we started with the unknown and mm -hmm. feeling okay or feeling safe in that place and mm -hmm. to me god is the unknown right <laughs> so in you when we talked about vision boards and lists and all those things that was me trying to control something and you said for you i, would, I hated writing stuff down i would just go in my mind and god be like fuck that you kind of like you know what i mean because <laughs> it's just like there is a higher plan here so i always have to remind myself of that because i am uh a magnificent manifester. I mean, yeah. I didn't read the books. I didn't, you know, I didn't make my own fucking uh, hypnosis. I record myself. I listen to it at night. All of those things. And sometimes you get to a point. It's like, man, I'm doing all of these things, and it's still not manifest. Like I'm not seeing my manifestations, right? Yeah. And there's different reasons for that. But one of the things that I've kind of rested in, which you mentioned, is that contract with God, because it's just like, God, there's a higher plan. And you mentioned that, too. Like, there is a higher plan that I have no idea. I can't even comprehend it. God is not going to give me that because I wouldn't even know how, what the fuck to do with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's like baby food. Like, it's like, I'm you, you, you won't get that full picture. 
So it's just like, yeah, there's the manifestations, the vision, vision boards and the list and all of these things. And it gets to a point where it's like, I'm not in control of this thing. I did make a contract. I do take responsibility that I was like, all right, God, I'm going down here this reincarnation or this time to do this particular thing. So if I did, in fact, do that, then I just have to rest and like get in alignment, like yeah. get silent. Let 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 me be able to to tune into what is the next step? What is God telling me? Because there is a plan here. Yeah. Um, so that makes the idea of the unknown, that brings me more comfort knowing yeah. that everything is okay. Like this is all, this is already, there's already a plan here. I'm just watching it play out. And my job is to stay in alignment, do those things that get you in tune with the spirit. Like whatever that is for you, get in tune with the spirit. So that was good. I love that the contract that you made because that actually makes being in that space a little less irritating, I would say. You get, you know, confidence in the spirit is so important. You know, you know, the, mm-hmm. to, to know that you are the living word, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that you are the, the temple of the soul of man. Right. And or the temple of Solomon, like nothing is coincidental. The minute that my conscious pierces into a thought, maybe, OK, I want to learn about Hebrew and, and, and Latin. I want to understand the math of God. So I'm going to study geometry and I'm going to study, you know, all these uh, problem solving and all these different things. What happens is I notice that that energy starts to pull to me more. I start seeing it in YouTube and I start seeing certain posts or something that might say something about it. And then I start really getting excited. But then what happens is it's becoming too repetitive to me and I pull back. Because Mm -hmm. what's happening is everything is internalized. So people get really freaked out when they see numbers or they freak out when they see, oh, I've been thinking about, remember, you remember when we were trying to move to Colorado? What, mm-hmm. what, uh, what kind of cars do we always see on the license plate? Colorado plates, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at, in the beginning, we're freaking out like, oh my God, this is a sign. Da, 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 da. But when you realize how the mind works, <laughs> it's a magnet. Yeah. So the, the thought is the electricity it goes out, zoom, right? It mm-hmm. searches for the, the attraction, the attention through the retinas, the eyes. Mm-hmm. So it pulls in the, the, the vision that, is ha- that you're experiencing within. And if you don't realize throughout your day, you're constantly observing your internal organs <laughs> because you're the eye. You're the internal eye. There's nothing outside of you going down, really. This is all internal, all personal. So, And it's funny. I used to sit and go, well, then why are there cars? And what is this? And what is this? And what is that? But see, these are vessels. These are shields of the thing that is really going on internally. And so when I moved from Florida, which was about grounding and being in the floor and the ground of my feet and in nature and, and experiencing that yellow house where I was creating wire wrapping, um, you know, uh, herbs. Mm. I was doing the herbs. <laughs> yeah, all the having peace in my life, just really becoming quiet. And then moving into the Oregon state. This is another state of consciousness that I'm experiencing in myself. And so what I had come to, to realize was that 
the confidence that I was starting to have in the spirit was I'm making this manifest in my mind, period. And, mm-hmm. and my relationship with the most high is, is a natural thing. I can trust that I'm being led to constantly. I'm not just making moves just because God is planting those seeds. I, we made a deal. We planted these seeds in my mind for me to move in these different states. And so what happens is I get to see myself and how I, how I evolve, you know, for, you know, what, a, a year to four years. I mean, I, I was telling Amore, I was like, I think we stayed in Florida a little too long. Mm-hmm. But no, it's never too long because it was perfect. I needed to go through everything I went through in order to get to this moment. And just the other night, me and my family, we were just sitting in the living room just talking about our journey of getting to this point. Because I feel like it's important to always go back to the times when you were down bad. Yeah. When you ain't had nothing. Yeah. When you were sleeping in cars and shit. Like when you were really going through, like I was really going through some low points. And I remember going well the only way the only way you know to go from here is up yeah you know you hit those rock bottoms and you go okay well it's no other way than to go up from here and watching my children experience these things what happens is you know they become inspired and motivated to never put themselves in situations where they have to go through that and it's it's wild to me when I hear so many sensitive mindsets in social media because that's all you hear is people's thoughts now you're reading their thoughts and it's like how could you let this happen how could you be like this and how could you and you know I call them fools because you'll never know until you've been in that experience and the truth is is it's easy for you to point the finger at Mm. someone else and not realize all the other fingers that point right back at you yeah and the, and, the, and the experience of life that you must go through. It's like I had to die mm. many times to mm-hmm. get to this moment in my life to truly live this life. Mm-hmm. To truly live and not treat mother or Lucifer or Satana as this perverse, you know, bad negative thing. But to make her the mother that she is. And tend to her as the mother that she is. So when I see celebrities and people out here portraying the lower self aspect and I see people living in their root chakra and they're, you know, only thinking about sex, they're only struggling with survival and self-love and all that. I see where their consciousness is below their heart. Mm. They, they consume certain things unconsciously that is affecting their their bellies, which is affecting their relationship with themselves and trusting themselves and trusting the process that God has brought them to. Therefore, their, mom, their mind is clogged up. Their mind is fogged. They have no sense of direction. And they say, oh, I follow my head before I follow my heart. The brain, the way that it's structured is like a maze. And when you study Greek mythology, you hear about all these anthropomorphic characters. But when you go and you look at, if you have Prime, uh, Prime TV mm-hmm. through Amazon, go yeah. look up um, Greek mythology and, and just watch it. I mean, it's so much information um, that it's, 
you have to watch it a couple of times because it's it's every aspect of you that exists. Even mm-hmm. though they might use a male or a female, or whatever, it's 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 about the characteristics or the frequency of that characteristic that is a part of life and man in general. Mm-hmm. And um, and I love I love the fact that it just gives you this perspective of oh okay so when i when i operate in the mindset i put myself in these these uh, states of dichotomy where i'm all over the place i'm not really secure and how do i line that up well if you're a lot more conscious about what you eat and what you're putting in your belly and you're 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 moving your body energetically, physically, uh, through exercising and keeping yourself strengthened, then, and this is the only reason why these things are necessary are because we're not really operating on land. We're, we're in a home, we're in a building somewhere. And a lot of times people don't, they, 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 they're so locked into their devices, they don't want to go outside. They don't want to really do anything. So therefore... You know, if you can at least get up and go and move your body and work out, you're moving your digestive system, you're moving your muscles, you're doing all these wonderful things to keep the blood flowing through your body. And then you're comfortable about what you eat. Um, and so these these aspects of you um, become a lot more in tune with the higher self. Now you're mastering what you put in your, in your temple, what you allow into your temple. And the less is, is, is what gains more because the less you consume, the less of the Maya that you're taking in, uh, which you believe is, you know, some form of uh, a delicious chicken or steak or, you know, whatever, uh, in which in reality, you could be eating dog shit, <laughs> but you can't perceive in that light. So you can only perceive from what things look like to you. It just looks scrumptious and delicious and it tastes like this. But what is it doing to you internally when you take it? And that's something that people have to slow down and look at. If I'm still eating bread or I'm still eating, you know, drinking dairy. And then I'm like, well, I'm eating more fruits and vegetables. I'm not sure why I'm so bloated. This is why. Because your body is not designed to take that in. It doesn't, it doesn't really, it rejects it. And so you blow up or you get sick or whatever. Um, and too much of anything is just not good for you. You know, I'm not saying don't. I'm saying there's a time for everything. There's a time of no's and there's a time of yes. And then there comes a time where you take the no's and the yes and you learn how to balance that in your life where okay, I'm aware that I, you know, I'm going to eat this right here. And this, this usually isn't good for me, but since I have been implementing more juicing and, you know, not eating as much uh, uh, to, to, to keep myself clogged up, my, my mind is clear. My, my body is healthy. I feel stronger. I'm more grounded. I can start my day. I know what regimen worked for me. Eventually, as you get older, you won't even need any of these supplements, any of these, any of these outside influences, because if you're practicing the breath work, 
if you're practicing meditation, if you're practicing uh, cultivating, you know, the higher frequency of the of your of your energy bodies, then you leave from being stuck in a physical form, from a mental formation of the body, emotional formation of the body, the causal body, the ether body. You transcend all these different frequencies of your existence. In, in, in the bodies that you don't see and you go beyond that, then you become what they call ascended master where you, if you were to eat anything, it wouldn't even affect you because you know that all is created from the mindset and you're not trapped in those boundaries of life. Hope I didn't go too deep, but <laughs> do you, okay. know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. No, that's good. Alignment over everything. Alignment over everything. Nothing else matters right now. Um, we were talking too about um, the the illusion behind New Year. See, you don't realize that you're you're in the you're in the black box. You're in a black box in your mind. The Christ massacre, which is the Christmas uh, that you experience every year when you are doing these rituals with the Christmas tree and you're, you're praying to Saturn when you put the gifts down on the floor and you're bowing to Saturn. You're unconscionably doing it because you are dead considerably in the mind. You're doing these dead rituals um, not realizing that your Christmas tree is a representation of your pineal gland anyway. And when you're decorating your pineal gland and you're putting these lights up, these lights are representative of these chakras. Um, and you're, 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 you're basically giving yourself away. And, and, and you're not studying to know more about why you're doing these things. No one asking themselves why they're doing it. But the ones that are waking up and that are listening to the podcast are definitely saying, okay, I'm tired of living in this delusion. What is it that I need to see? What is it that I need to know about myself outside of what the world keeps telling me? I mean, think about it. I stopped doing all that insane, insane stuff. The only reason why I even entertain Christmas is because I still have children and that's just the conscious state that they're in. And I'm not going to just go pulling that from under them because I'm going to be <laughs> in the world, but not of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I still educate them on what's going on and what this is so that it's there in them to know. Right. And when it comes to being in the, the Saturn box, that black box, when you open that, that cube up, this is where the form of the cross is manifested and you are the Christ. Your consciousness is being crucified. And this is the time of death that you experience where you got the, the, the seasons of fall and winter season. And if you notice during these times, you, people are more depressed. People are more like moody. It's not really this like, time of creating and manifesting and if you are in that act you're overexerting yourself because you're not tapped in 
to the inner spirit, the true you that needs to evolve and grow and thrive in this time. Yeah. This is the time of death. Death to what? Death to the ego, death to the I self, the, 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 all, the I am this and I am that and I think I'm part of this. There's a, there's a, there's a lifting of the spirit man, the tapping into the dead, right? Um, the ancestors, which people keep believing as some bad negative thing, but you celebrate death all the time. You, you know, even when you celebrate people like Michael Jackson and all this stuff or Martin Luther King or all these holiday, all these holy days, you're celebrating death. You're celebrating dead people, dead, dead legends, dead anything. Right. When you understand that, you understand that you're already dead. You're just in a thought existence that's happening in slow motion. It's like the other form of the dream happening in slow motion. And you have the power and opportunity to correct and tweak this lifetime. Whereas if you're in a dream state and you know you're you know in the middle of this crazy crisis and you're about to die, what do you do? You wake up. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that was crazy. I felt like I was in a real, you know, that really was happening. Well, that did happen in another lifetime in another perspective of, of light. But now you're in this temple. You're experiencing yourself as a Mm-hmm. as an Omaya and in that and in this experience how are you going to how are you going to transcend what are you going to do differently how are you going to operate better for the betterment of all mankind because it starts with you you can't save anyone or save the world but you can save yourself and in saving yourself there's a moment in time where like for me, I woke up to, okay, now is the time for you to really help spread that message to others. And I'm not just talking belligerent and throwing out false, you know, stuff. I may not have it all the way there clear. That's where you go and do your research and come into your own truth. Right. That's real. I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) <laughs> drop mic no I'm just <laughs> <sighs> so was there anything did you want to pour out while you while you have the floor no I mean it was good just to wrap up we were talking about the unknown mm-hmm. and you know being comfortable in those spaces and um what did you just say? You just mentioned something. And I was like, that's good. Um, I just lost it. I just, oh, about everything is in reverse. And especially right now, it's not the time. It's not the season to, you know, we get wrapped up in new year, new you, new year's resolutions. And it's like, it's not follow nature. You know what I mean? What is nature doing right now? And it's, don't be so hard on yourself. It's not a time to go into action, you know, manifest all of these big things. It's a time to reflect on it, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. think about those things and think about how far you've come this year and what you learned this year and, you know, what's next for you. 
yeah. as we go into retrograde season because retrograde starts, I think, tomorrow, December 28th. So it's definitely a time of revising, revisiting, reawakening, you know. That's so funny. And we're releasing, we're releasing the We Are Family tomorrow. Ain't that something? Yeah. That is something. It can mm-hmm. be it can be a, a perfect time to do so. Right, right. Like the um the 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 realization around even with retrograde, like I'm not affected by retrograde like that. You know, I don't I don't even give conscious attention to it. Yet, the only reason why I do pay attention and like see if it's around is because we it's, we're always doing some type of contract deal somewhere. And so I like to be a little more cautious about that because I notice businesses don't even operate during retrograde like that. They don't make any decisions until later um, and, until afterwards. Um, yep, that's why alignment over everything is important because if you're in alignment, you just feel, you just feel the energy. The energy would just... Yeah, show yeah. you that like it's not time. Like, mm, don't feel right. You know your intuition. If you're tapped in, you'll know. Yeah, yeah. I've had. Um, I've even had, like, in my dream states lately. Since everything is merging, X X's are are showing up in my dreams. You know, it's like the, you know, no one has access to me in this realm, so they're like contemplating and meditating mm-hmm. me in other realms, and I'm like, uh, no. Even in my dreams, the, the 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 knowing of my my uh, my love with Amari and standing in that when you know you think ooh no one's no one's watching you know ooh no, no one's, one's listening watching. I could mm-hmm. totally just do this because it's like it's not real no I'm not even there in that state get the fuck on you know what I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the power of the mind. It could go in so many dimensions when you know yourself. And I mean, it just takes you doing some studying and some research. And I'm happy to share that. That's why I, I like having like intimate one-on-ones with people uh, because that's where I get to really tap into your world and, and whatever God has planned for me to do with that person at time, we open all the doors up. Anyone who who has an encounter with me is always going to be letting go of their comfortable life. <laughs> and I and I'm like, if you met me, get ready. You know, only the strong survive. And honestly, that I haven't so cool. You know, you know that. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I see that. And that's so great that you're present him that. Like, all right, you showed up like just know that some shit is about to be shaken up in your physical reality because anytime I show up, it's about to be some disruption. And to know that <laughs> that's who that's to know that that's what you're being, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that um, that's powerful because that's like you know that you know that about your purpose. Like, oh shit, I showed up for you. Oh, it's, some shit's about to go down. Get ready. Yeah, because they're just mirrors, right? And I say that if I show up into somebody's reality, I'm like, Let's there go. is something um, like something is is shifting. Like there is about to be abundance somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just yeah. Feel like 
if if I show up, there's abundance coming to you in some kind of way. Um, and I just created that in my space, people have that experience of not only abundance, but freedom, like freedom from whatever thought processes or whatever you have going on. Because Absolutely. My energy so that you know that I like that. That's powerful. I can me. testify to that, sis. That's exactly who you've been for me in all my life. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And likewise, remember when <laughs> you did we talk about that on the podcast? What? When I was having those scary dreams or something, and you was like, get ready to be scared more. And I was like, oh! bitch. I was like, get ready to see some more spirits. You was like, right? bitch, don't say that. I was like, oh, oh, well, uh, get ready, I'm motherfucker. Just, I'm just a messenger, like, uh, ma'am, I'm just letting you know what's about to happen. And there's more spirits coming to your room. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just let you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we will definitely um, dive into, I would like to dive into that next, you know, next time about uh, who you are being to others you know because we're all reflecting each other and that's something I learned when I was teaching yoga is anyone that comes in that room is a is a reflection of me so I felt comfortable being able to teach from my experience from my space you know not feeling like I needed to really like try to figure other people out and, and get them to like me or get them to like what I'm talking about you know you will come you know you if you build it they will come you know so true. Yep. So let's go ahead and, and end it here. Um, yes, it's, it's always a, a joy and a pleasure having you, you know, just be with me in this now time space. Um, yes. You being full of abundance and joy and love and, and coming back to your origins. This is what Origins of Om is about. It's not about me and my Omaya name. It's about the divine going back into the oneness again. And that's what that's the goal of every mankind is to get connected with God and to get back to the source. Love that. One hundred percent. Well, I love, I love you. you. <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> love you too. All right, later. All right, later. Peace. Peace.